Omi um, is under a penny right now. You got to get Ethereum to get... I mean, I'm telling you, most people going to tap out. They're like, I'm out. Forget it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And that's what they want. There's other communities that don't expect for us to go through the process, but this is the only time in history that the playing field has been even. The wealth gap is now shrinking for those of us who are in this space. Mm -hmm. This is the largest wealth transfer of our time right before our eyes. And most people are looking to understand this world. This is not about your understanding. Most people are not going to understand this because they're thinking too small. They want this to make sense. You're going to make dollars in Bitcoin before it ever makes sense to you. And three, two, one... You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. Find dope people that did dope stuff. And we don't, I, we've had, we have an overwhelming amount of men on our show. Okay. Do you notice that at all? Yeah, like, yo, yeah. you got a lot of men. Like, where the ladies at? What's going it's on? It's not here? intentional. Okay. I do want to let you know it's not intentional. Okay. Um, so we're actually looking for powerhouse women that are killing it, okay? Actually, my viewership is like 80% men, which I want to change it. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm, I'm not a sex symbol. So it's all, <laughs> all men. I don't never have my shirt off or nothing, so... Even though I've been in the gym, I've been in the gym, so that should attract more ladies, right? My wife's gonna kill me. But, uh, <laughs> we have, uh, there's China here. Yes. Um... You have an incredible, incredible story. You're okay. up. You were just telling Maddie that your grandkids mm -hmm. are taken care of. Already. Great, great, great grandkids. They're good. They're good like that? Yeah. That's what it's about, right? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I'm about to get into yeah, how you got up get like into this. It. Yeah. Where are you from? New Orleans. New Orleans. Yes, how sir. Long later? Katrina. So what's that, like 15? Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I would, okay, first off, introduce yourself. Yeah. I got a bunch of questions about that. Yeah. Let's get into it. So this is China Bethy, the Bitcoin mommy, founder and CEO of Rich University. Mm. Yes. Where you get the name Bitcoin mommy from? I created a song called Bitcoin Mommy to educate while entertaining our community about this money. Are you an artist? I am now. Hold on, you just became an artist when you well, made the song. Well, I came back into artistry once I decided that we needed to, to reach them at a different level. So I did mm. music years ago. My husband and I, we... Had a reality show a while back, and I did music. He's a music producer. Got a reality show. Yeah, yeah. Your own reality show? Yeah, we were executive producers of the show. It what did it okay. Called? It did on. It did well on uh, BT Centric. Amateur Millionaires. Hmm. Yeah. So you were up? Were you up before? Yeah. This Bitcoin thing. Oh yeah. But we came down quick. <laughs> oh, okay. So right now, right now, you're educating people in terms of financial literacy. In yeah. Uh, the cryptocurrency space, yes. right? So take me back before you were up, before the amateur millionaire, before yeah. you was China. Yeah, so originally from New Orleans. New Orleans is an amazing place, really, really rich in culture, but definitely not a place you want to raise kids, family, and do some big things. You know, it's a, they, they're comfortable. You know, it's mm -hmm. definitely a place to party, amazing people, but we decided to relocate to Atlanta because of Katrina, and um, we just saw opportunity. We saw huge opportunity for growth, at the time, my husband and I, we just had one, one daughter at the time. And uh, we just decided to stay when everybody went back home. But I was always ambitious, um, always loved family. Well, what were you doing during Katrina? Like, when Katrina hit, Hair. You know, what was life like? I was a hairstylist. I had a, my own salon on Xavier University's campus. That was mm. a gold mine. So we were always very ambitious. My husband had a music studio and executive building in New Orleans. So we were both very, very young entrepreneurs. And um, 
we were excited. Had just bought a home and um, just doing what we do. So, yeah. so you you were in, uh, you are hairstyles. You had your own salon. What did yes. your husband do? Music producer. Really? Mm-hmm. He produced like some hits? Yeah, a lot of independent artists he deal with. He was really mm-hmm. big on helping people to have ownership of their music and really stay focused on their own identity and stuff like that in the music game. Because I think sometimes you get exposed to a lot. Gotcha. And you got to make some decisions like, what path do I really want to go on? Mm-hmm. You know, short term, let's grab it real quick. Or do I really want to impact this culture in a major way? And gotcha. so he he worked with a lot of artists independently. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so he's, he's a producer. You mm-hmm. are a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. How long were you there before Katrina hit? The salon I had just, I mean, this is so funny because I'm big on just writing out my goals. And so I had a goal to open up a salon by a certain time. And I did. But then two months later, Katrina hit and it was gone. So I only Mm. owned that salon for about two months. But I did hair for about seven years in total at that point. Yep. Two months. A little taste of it. Like, I'm going to give you a little taste and I'm going to wipe it all away. But here's the other thing about setting goals. We set a goal that we would be living in Atlanta by the time my daughter was five so that she could go to better schools. Mm. She spent two days at five years old in kindergarten in New Orleans and the whole world shifted. And we were in Atlanta by the time she was five to go to school. And I was like, oh, guys, I didn't mean for Katrina to hit for me to hit my goals. (laughs) We yes. were in Atlanta. <laughs> Can you take me into, like, the whole Katrina thing? we've seen it on mm. TV. Um, we heard about it, news, stuff like that. Sheesh. But from your perspective, what happened? Was it, it was, like, what happened that day? First of all, let me take it back at least two days before, maybe one. We didn't know it was happening. So we are a little different in New Orleans. When you have hurricanes and storms that's coming that frequently, we don't take it as serious as the world does. You know, you see it, but it's like, okay, it's another storm. We'll go to a hotel and have a hurricane party or something. That's as far we was going to go. But what happened was the day before the storm, they didn't have any gas anywhere. So I left the salon on Xavier University's campus to go home, and there was no gas. Mm. You could not get gas anywhere. And we, like, we didn't even watch. We wasn't watching the news. We didn't know what was going on. And our parents wasn't frantic about it. It wasn't until I made it home that night that the, the mayor was on the news saying, if you decide to stay you need to take an axe into the attic with a boat. Wait a minute. Hold on. You mean Wait. to take an axe into an the axe attic? into the attic with a boat. How are we going to get an axe in the attic? How are we going to get a boat in Where the attic? Where the boat attic? coming from? Boat <laughs> <laughs> Who got a boat? What you talking about take an axe in the attic with a boat? And we all just looked like that was strange. That wasn't normal. Take an axe in the attic with a boat. And so we was like, okay, let's get everybody out. That's not easy because parents and grandparents, they don't want to leave for sure. They want to stay. And so now we got to spend hours convincing them we got to go. The roads are so packed, David, as we go toward the direction they told us to go, which was west, because Hurricane Katrina is coming from Florida. It's coming from the Keys. It's coming from east. So we got to go west because we are already late leaving. Mm. To get to Baton Rouge, which is normally about 45 minutes to an hour away from New Orleans, it took us four hours. Mm. They don't have gas nowhere. No gas. How you going to make it, which is normally five hours away to Houston, if the interstate is jam-packed? How did y'all get I mean, no gas. No gas. Packed roads. And I'm right. sure some people cut off in the road. Correct. Cut. So you got cars that's on the side of the road because they ran out of gas. Because you're just sitting. So I decided by the time we made it to Baton Rouge, and we so y'all still... Y'all did make it to Baton Rouge. We made it to Baton Rouge. 
Well, we finally got, well, my husband's real creative, resourceful, so thank God. So we figured that part out. We were able to get the gas from somewhere, but it was it was a struggle. It's not like just pull up to the gas station. How did you get the gas? I don't know what he did to get the gas. The thing got filled and we left. Mm. I don't know. He came back. I ain't got to figure that part out. I'm telling you, we had gas. I'm like, what are we going to do? Sure. He had to get his family out. He got the gas. We left, and we were five hours away, but only an hour in distance away. So that mm. meant that it could have took us 18, 20 hours to make it to Houston. So I said, listen, let's go to Houston. Let's go to Atlanta for a weekend. If we're going to go somewhere, because we're just thinking for a weekend, let's go to Atlanta. So against all of the state Atlanta officials, gas. they had a little bit more. Mm. They had a little bit more. So, But we were not legally able to go east. Everything is blocked. So we going around barricades to go to Atlanta. Wow. And then at a point, we couldn't go around barricades. So we got to get off the interstate and go down back streets so that we can get to Atlanta. But all the lights is out now because the winds are blowing so strong. Yes. Hold on, Joe, can you get them in the back, please? So uh, so you you couldn't... So did you have to, like, go north and then east? We we had to work around some things. It wasn't just no straight path. We going uh, 10 to 85 and all that kind of... We ain't doing that. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was definitely some back streets. It was dark. We went through Mississippi. We went through mm, parts of Alabama. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, and it ain't got no gas nowhere. Because this whole area got to evacuate. Mm-hmm. Every The path that we took to get to Atlanta, when we eventually came back to just check on our property, check on our businesses, everything was completely gone. Mm-hmm. It was just nothing there anymore. We literally drove into the eye of the storm. I remember at one point it was so dark. Let's, let's make it even just a little bit, little bit worse. The windshield wipers on this big excursion didn't work. Mm. So they had to keep putting Rain-X on it. We were uh, ambitious, but we weren't really up. Right, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> we had some businesses that we were homeowners, but we wasn't up yet because the windshield wipers did not work. We literally had to put Rain-X on it so that it can... It's a storm. It's a hurricane. Yeah. And we have no windshield wipers. And so I remember at a point... We got to, it was so dark, we could not see. The windshield wipers don't work. We have to put Rain-X on the window. And we were like, what is that? We couldn't see what it was. It was so dark in front of us. We were literally at the end of a street, and it was the ocean right there. It was the scariest thing I ever dealt. I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. We were so scared. We just turned and just, I'm like, I'm not even looking back. Because I felt like one of the movies where if you turn around and look back, or even like in the Bible where they say, don't look back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not turning into a pillar. So we did not look back. We just kept forward. And by God's grace, we made it to Atlanta. How long were you in Atlanta? What you mean? How How long long did it take? Before you went back. Oh, no, we stayed in Atlanta. We never went back. Y'all never went back. Oh, no, we never went back. How do you come to a new city and just start? Well... And I think there's a lot of principles in this in terms of talking to entrepreneurs because there's some people that lost it all. You put everything into this salon. Two months later, you lose it. Yeah. And then you lose everything that you have. Yeah. And you have to start from absolutely nothing. Yeah. So, like, walk me through that. Yeah, well, I think we, first of all, we didn't have a choice. You know, we didn't have a choice to go back home immediately. And when we did, what we would have went back to was less than what we had when we left. Meanwhile, Mm. we're at a place that had more than we ever had before. That decision for us, for number one, we went from homeowners, business owners, to standing in line for food and clothes. Wow. 
That's humbling. We, yeah, no, yeah, it was very humbling. It was like, what's going on here? And we didn't know how long that process was going to last because I think we all believe that clearly this is an emergency. Clearly, we need help. The mm. government going to do something. And they mm. took a long time <laughs> to do mm. something. Like, what they did was the community really stepped in more than ever before. We were living with my aunt, and then that was too much. So we ended up living with her boyfriend at the time. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Mm. And it was like seven families in like um, a townhouse. Wow. Not seven people, seven families. Wow. In a townhouse. And I think they had two bathrooms. And I've been bougie, so that was a little different. Like, it wasn't the money. I'm just being honest. I'm like, wait, now, hold up. The bathroom, all these people in the bathroom? Like, it was, it became intense. And then you got different behaviors. All of my, you know, my cousins and all, they smoking all this kind of stuff. I got my kid. Like, this is different lifestyles going on in one. And they, they were doing that to just deal with the situation, too. So it was just a lot. Nobody was in their comfort zone. Any strain on the marriage? I think marriage-wise, it was so interesting. He's so creative. So here's the thing that happened. This week, we're going to... I don't even know if you're ready for this turn, but we got to take a little bit of turn. And I think this is what happened. So there was a sense of, of, of unity and joy in this happening, though, because we had nothing that we normally would have had. All we had was each other. And it was something about that that was humbling that allowed us to appreciate life. Mm. So marriage-wise, I don't know that there was a strain on the marriage because we were so numb. Um, and we just had each other. Mm. But shortly thereafter, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a hard hit because it didn't run in my family. I'm extremely young, early 20s. Nobody's thinking about breast cancer after you graduate high school. Right. And we don't really know how to deal with this thing after the newness of Katrina and then, boom, breast cancer. Mm. So that moment of potentially losing me for him, we actually got a lot closer. Because it was like we definitely were set down. Like, you know, we were on our way up, working our way up the ladders, entrepreneurs, very ambitious in New Orleans. And then Katrina hit. We start to work our way back up because FEMA prop finally came through. <laughs> right, right. You know what's so crazy? I was a FEMA inspector. Oh, wow. So did you help us get the check or was you giving us a hard time? I, well, it depends on whose house it was. Oh, okay. I, so they sent me in to do the inspection and I'm marking off, okay, this is that. Um, the water is, you know, two feet above, so it's going to need X amount of mm-hmm. um, sheetrock, all that kind of stuff, gotcha. doing the insulation and all that. So I'm doing the inspection, but to my knowledge, if the person had homeowner's insurance, they weren't really getting no money. Oh, they've left. Even with business owner insurance, like we had to get business, I mean, business insurance to even get the business that I had, mm. but everybody bailed. Yeah, I, I, those inspections, I was making $50, no, I was making $55.50 per inspection or $58 a month. I was getting bread off yeah. of the tragedy. So I felt yeah. terrible. But um, <laughs> well, I didn't feel bad because I came home and got some money. But <laughs> no, but I, I just remember the um it was despair. Of course. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it was just a really, really rough time. But you're yeah. like, yo, I'm not even going back home. Oh no, we're not going back to that. First so, of all, yeah, that's not gonna work. When you're in this situation, what's the plan? What is the conversation that you and your husband are having? So we wanted to flip that, that $10,000, and we're in Atlanta. From we FEMA. do music for FEMA. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Yeah, we were always entrepreneurs. So let's flip this because everybody thinking they rich off this $10,000. Just like they think it off the stimulus check. It's the weirdest thing to me. Mm. I don't even understand how far they think a stimulus check going to go. I just, I, I have no, anyway. So, you know, they really thought they was rich years ago off mm. of 10000 And they thinking that's going to last forever. Clearly, that's not going to go that far. Mm. So we want to invest into the music business here in Atlanta. Let's go that route. I went to school for music business when I was um, just graduated from high school in New Orleans. So let's just do it. So we did a music video, <laughs> funded it ourselves, found all the people, got the connections. I think when you come to a new city, what's you, the ten grand? The thought is well, not the well, well, not the whole thing. We did, but we wanted to make our break in Atlanta. We gonna come on. We gonna be creative. We gonna okay. make our break in the music industry in Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, in Atlanta, no, it's ten you know years what? ago, fifteen Shoot, years yeah. ago. Social media is not even a big thing at that time. We had MySpace. Mm -hmm. We're not thinking about getting the product and hustling the product. Right. We don't think it's enough for real estate. You know what I'm saying? So let's take our talents and our gifts and invest into us, and we're gonna sell whatever we got. Mm -hmm. So we were on our way to doing that. We were in studios. I can't, Goody Ma was at our house, all these people. I mean, we were making our ways, but yeah, we were, we were in the right direction. Yeah. He was in the studio with T.I., but bam, that's when the cancer hit. Mm. So I was literally preparing for my music video and I had this sharp shooting pain that kept coming into my breast. It happened over an eight month period. And one day I had an episode where he saw me literally like grab my breast and it would, whatever I had in my hand, it would drop. I would stop. It was like just five seconds. It would take my breath away. And he saw it and he just was so concerned. He said, we going to the emergency room. And when we did, the doctor was like, well, you way too young. You know, I'm fresh out of high school. You way too young for a mammogram. You know, you got years for that. And so they came back in the room after doing the ultrasound and said, we need to do a mammogram now. Clearly that don't mm. add up. And so I began to pray immediately because I knew that that probably shouldn't be happening. And when the results came in, it was two days before the video shoot. So oh in that time gosh. frame, 
I know. This is a roller coaster. Yeah, it's tough, right? In that time frame, I I don't know. I just didn't think I still, you still don't think you got it. You know what I'm saying? You just feel like, okay, they're doing the precautions, but I'm good. We're moving forward with life. So the day that I got the news, we were preparing. You know, you two days before a video shoot, we getting stuff together. And I'm sitting in the waiting room at the doctor's office for like 30 minutes. That's nerve-wracking. So I'm like, listen, could y'all email me or something? Because we got to go. <laughs> I remember walking up there like, listen, ma'am, could you just tell your doctor to email me or something? Because we, we, we got a big video shoot that we're playing in. And I remember the receptionist, in that moment, her face turned into my mom's face. Mm. And she said to me, I don't know what you got to do and where you got to go, but you need to see what your doctor got to tell you. Mm-hmm. And that was the first moment that it became really real that... We, me and my husband turned into kids. Our face literally was like kids. We didn't say anything to each other at that moment. We just went and sat down like two little kids. Because that was like my mama saying, look, little red girl, you better go <laughs> sit your little tail down somewhere. Mm. We just sat down and we did not talk. We mm. didn't talk. He just grabbed my hand and we didn't say nothing. Because we didn't want to even entertain the possibilities. And so when we got to the back of that room, that lady took a long time to tell me those words. But now I know why. Because the words that you're positive for breast cancer is going to change your life forever. It's only three things you need to be a successful entrepreneur, okay? You need comrades, competition, and customers, okay? Comrades, people that you can work with, bounce ideas off of, like y'all grinding together, you're on the same space. You also need a little bit of competition, okay? You need to see examples of somebody that's killing it and say, yo, I know I can do better than them. Or you can ask them some questions because they're killing it already. In your mind, it's competition. You're about to crush them. But also, you need customers. You need a pool of customers. Where do you find all this stuff from? Well, we put together The Morning Meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com is the only organization that gathers three to 400 entrepreneurs every single every morning. We're on a Zoom call every morning, TheMorningMeetup.com, okay? You can find comrades, find people in your space, in your city that are also killing it. You can find competition, people that are in your space that are doing exactly what you do. You can share a game, but also you got that little edge like, yo, bro, you ain't, got, you ain't about to kill me in this space, but also you need customers. It is Hundreds of entrepreneurs that we gather every single day. You can connect with them, communicate with them. You can work with them, sell them your product or service. You can buy their product or service. We've got a whole community, fam. Why haven't you joined? I don't understand why you haven't joined the morningmeetup.com. Okay? We're all in there, and I'm coaching every day. And we got a, re- we got a book club. So just join the morning meetup, okay? Just try it. It's a dollar to try, okay? If you like it, you can stay. If you don't, you can just leave. It's a dollar. <laughs> And so when she said that, my husband immediately just, I was consoling him because I'm numb again. I'm like, what is going on here? When you yeah, say positive, you saying I'm, I'm positive sounds like a good word. Yeah. Like that sounds like a plus. Right, right, right. So positively good? That's right, what you're right, saying? Right. And that wasn't the case. So chemotherapy, radiation, several rounds of surgery. And then there's another phase of that testimony that nobody has ever heard. Let's talk about it. <laughs> an exclusive. Okay. We have an exclusive I wanna, here. I want right, to get to that. But like the whole chemo, this process, yeah. how long was this process? The okay. surgery? The... Yeah, so we had to move very fast, be very aggressive, because what their concern was um, is that even though I was stage two, it was pretty aggressive. So they wanted to go in and remove it right away. So I had to immediately stop what I was doing. But I still did the video shoot. My husband wanted to cancel everything. I'm like, no, more now than ever. When life happens, you got to live for real now. Now you got to really push through, right? I'm not about to crumble. So he couldn't imagine. So we still filmed that video shoot. That's a different mindset. It is. When it happens, we we got a couple options. One is we shrink back. 
and we go into our room and mm-hmm. we cry and right. we just wait for it to happen. Right. But you say, yo, we still got life to like yeah. this is the time where we live appreci- as much life as we you gotta appreciate life more in moments like that. You have to. So yeah, we still did that video shoot. Wow. And how long were you going through, like, the surgeries and chemo? So that process, so let's just say chemo, I went, I think it was, like, every 14 days. Chemo is the worst. It's just really bad. What's it like? So basically, in the beginning, I think for me, the way I coped and dealt with it was to show other people what my process was. So my hair was always very, very long, very, very full. And when my hair started to fall out, I just wanted people to kind of see the process. They couldn't deal with it. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was tough for them. Mm. I wasn't thinking like that. I don't know if we should be pausing. Oh, no, it's all good. Okay. I got a great audio engineer. Okay, gotcha. So um, they couldn't handle it. So that process of chemotherapy, it was like maybe every 12 days, every 21 days. I can't remember exactly. As soon as you start to feel better, because it's a very sick feeling. You feel very sick, very nauseated all the time. I slept with a bucket by my bed. By the time my hair fell out, um, like... Every time you feel better, it's time to go back. So I did good for my first maybe three treatments, but by the fourth one, I cried because it was like, oh, my God. It's one thing to have pain. If you have a high pain tolerance, you can kind of deal with pain. But sick, it's bad. It's just really Mm -hmm. bad. So you feel horrible. I'm losing weight. I look sick. And um, my husband and my daughter, my mother-in-law and my mom, were just everything for me. My husband, I don't know how he pulled this off, but he made me still feel so attractive, bald head. Now, here's the thing about when you lose hair. You lose hair everywhere. So now, for real, for real, I know I look like an alien. Because I don't have hair on my head or my eyebrows. No lashes either. That's strange. Come on, David. Mm. Nah, that's, that's a strange look. But he would massage my head, massage my body, and still want to make love. And I'm thinking to myself, something is wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> but he was amazing. And what he did for me that helped so much was... He always talked about the future. He always talked about when you get up. And so that gave me something to be really hopeful for and to strive for and to dream again, even though you don't know what's happening. You feel like you're laying on your deathbed. Wow. And you look like it. Mm, mm, Yeah. mm. So there's another layer. There is another layer. So anybody who's watched our show, when we did it years ago, they heard that, but they didn't know that I recently went through a double mastectomy over the last two years. I actually just went to an appointment on Monday because I'm still in the process of it. So what happened was I only had one daughter when I got, when I had dealt with the breast cancer. And Excuse me, what is a double mastectomy? A double mastectomy is when they remove both of your breasts. They completely remove them to prevent it from coming back. Wow. So free of cancer for a long chunk of time, decided to have more kids. The doctors didn't think I would be able to have more kids. We have two more, a legacy and a king. Anjay is the oldest. And my daughter's born one pound, eight ounces in NICU for three months. And I go to the doctor for my regular checkup, and they see something. So while I just want my daughter to breathe, they are doing biopsies on me where they take out tissue from my breast to test it to make sure and they like, kind of think we see something again. And so that's tough. Because I'm just, I'm focused on something else. Oh, my God. Like, mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Um, and this is, like, me being honest. I don't know how I could have handled it. Yeah. 
Like, people, everybody has a story of, like, you know, I went through this and I went through that. But it's like, it's situation after situation mm-hmm. after You get tired. Yeah, mentally. Yeah, you're drained mentally. Like, you don't know. you. I can't pull strength from nowhere but the Holy Spirit because I'm still the strongest person a lot of time. Remember I told you what happened when they found out about me having breast cancer. Everybody's crumbling. I'm rubbing them. Mm. But it's me that's dealing with it. So I got to pull a strength from the Holy Spirit because I'm literally at this point drained. We're in NICU three times a day with my daughter, and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen with her life. And so when I got the news about that, the other thing on the side of it, and I hate to keep hitting you with all of this, but this is just no, for the story. Gonna, there's somebody <laughs> that they feel like they're never going to get on the other side of their situation. Yeah. You are clearly on the other side. Yeah. And I don't know, obviously, you still go through your situation, but in terms of building a life, yeah. you are living life yeah. right now. Yeah. I think when you realize that it's not in your hands, you appreciate it more, too, and you stop feeling like you need to be in control of everything, and you mm-hmm. trust and have more faith. You trust and have more faith because you realize that there's so many opportunities that I could have left here and not been here. And so, um, so yeah, we have another son at the time. So my daughter is in NICU fighting. As soon as she come home, we pregnant again. I don't know how we pulled that off because we were stressed out. I don't know what the heck happened. (laughs) But we're pregnant again. And um, while I'm pregnant with my son, they want me to have a double mastectomy. And I'm like, there's no way. I just saw my daughter fight for her life. By the way, she's amazing. She's seven. She's totally healed. She's healthy. When she was born, she was one pound, eight ounces. You can fit her in my hand. She had issues with her eyes, her heart, her lungs, her respiratory, like everything. She literally, I'm just being honest, looked like a science project when I was looking at her with those tubes on her. I was like, I couldn't even see past what I was looking at. And so she is a miracle baby. She's so brilliant. She's so amazing. She's so intelligent. And you would never know that she don't even look like she's been through what she's been through. And so that's a blessing. And so then a king comes and they want to do a double mastectomy on me while I'm pregnant with him. And I'm just thinking anesthesia, all of these different things. But they're not thinking about the baby in that moment. In their mind, y'all could have another baby. You are too young to be dealing with this again. We need to get this. They didn't even... The reason that I didn't go through with it is because doctors are different. They are very hypothetical. Right. So there was no... And I asked the right questions. And sometimes you have to know the right questions to ask because you're scared. You feel like they know more than you know. Are you telling me that I have cancer in this breast again? No, we're saying that the chances are high that it could come back. Well, we're going to wait on that. Because me going through a double mastectomy, which is, who knows, I think it's like a six-hour surgery while I'm pregnant, I'm sure that's going to affect this baby that's in my belly. So that's an absolute no. And so I waited so much time, and then technology just increased, increased. And then one day I just decided, because for any woman that's dealing with breast cancer, or if you're supporting anyone with breast cancer who has to go through biopsies that much, because every six months I'm going, get they're, they're taking samples from my breasts. So one breast is starting to become significantly different in size than the other breasts. So from a cosmetic perspective, that doesn't look like you want it to look. And I get that I'm married, but I don't want to look at me like that. So I decided to do a double mastectomy um, 18 months ago. And it's been a process. It's a blessing. And 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, I'm glad that I waited, but I'm glad that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. How do, and what leads us to where we are today? Because, I mean, I'm just, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure people are listening, like, they were just complaining earlier that day, and they're like, yo, what am I complaining about? Yeah. Like, I, I have, I, I literally have nothing to complain about. Yeah. Because there's always somebody that went through something worse. That And what's important is you got on the other side. So your story, your testimony isn't for naught. Right. Right? Right. Like, yeah. Like, if there's no, dun, 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 is if there's no, like, but God. Or, right. Like, but look at me now. Then it's like you just went through the situation right. to go through the situation. How did we get here? So I went through that, went back to doing hair um, before, the, before the TV show. I went back to do hair. So Katrina, breast cancer, then my first time really being up. I came down, but I, I came up, and that's when the TV came in. But after the TV came in, when I was up, I, I, I had the ambition, I had the drive, I had the focus, I had the consistency, but I didn't have the right team of people to help me understand wealth cycles and money. So you can acquire money, but if you don't know what to do with it and how to grow it, then you will find a way to lose it. You'll find a way to lose it. You'll find a way to lose it. Mm. Because you just have patterns and behaviors and habits that's connected to poverty, not wealth. Your money in your hand does not make you wealthy. Your mind does. So because I did not really understand wealth principles, I found a way to lose it. And we usually do that by spending. So I was spending just as much as was coming in. I remember at one point, my house bills was like $14,000 a month. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, $14,000 a month. Because it looked like that's what you're supposed to have with the amount of money that I was making. But because I did not understand wealth cycles, I didn't understand that there's a season where it's going to come in and it's going to be plenty. But it depends on what you do when it's coming in to determine how long it's going to last. So I was Mm. new money. And a lot of people are new money. 
So what's happening is now it's worse because I can only imagine the the majority of men and women in our time looking at social media, pop culture is telling you what to do with your money. So you want to do it for a like. You know what I'm saying? You want to do it for more comments on your page. So you're going to go buy stuff that you don't really need, even though your foundation isn't set. And then now you got to fake it once the money gone to figure out how you're going to get your next come up. And so that's what led me to, after I was down from the money I had, I knew that I did not want to be broke again after having that amount of money in my hand. And I needed to develop my mind. So I went heavy, heavy, heavy into personal development, but not just personal development. I'm talking about financial literacy. I started saving pure bouillon bars of gold. Very unpopular at that time. Oh, we got a lot of gold, physical gold, physical silver. I got into understanding real estate at a different level. We're looking into things like even farming right now. Like it's like for me, the image- What year is this? What year is this that you started getting the gold? The gold was in, we're in 2021. So the gold was in 2015. What made you start buying gold? I was just interested. See, I'm attracted to people who got money for real, not that just look like it. <laughs> it's a difference. They That's don't look fact. the same. That's a fact. So I'm really intuitive as it relates to finding out questions. Because remember, I didn't want to go back to broke. Having the money, I knew what that felt like, but I also knew what it felt like with losing that amount of money. And so one of my, my girls, we made millions of dollars together. Everybody else didn't have no more money, and she still had our money. And she called me about gold. And here's the thing. God is so amazing. He showed me her in a dream the night before she called me. And he showed me gold. Around this time, cash for golds were really big. So mm. I was thinking, I must be going to open up a cash for gold or something. Mm. And she called me not to even tell me about this, but she mentioned gold and I would not let up on it. I would not let up because I didn't have that dream for, that was for a reason. Mm. And you was in that dream about gold and you telling me on the phone, gold? I wouldn't let up. And I got into a, a company where we started saving gold every single week. So I changed my saving habits, which mm. was very important. I changed my spending habits because I changed my saving habits. Gotcha. So every week you're buying gold. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing for money at this point before you? So money wasn't good. My husband is figuring it out with money. He's always been an entrepreneur too. So little odd jobs, music, you know how it is as a music producer, it's not always steady. So we're in a very bad financial place at this time, but we can't show it because we was just on TV. Oh, talk about it. Talk about it. That thing is so nasty. So we made it to the people at home. So thank God we at home. (laughs) (laughs) At least we're away. They can't really see what's going on. You know, and my life has changed so much. And I know I should not care for everything that I went through. But we still have this thing that we like to pretend that we don't have called ego. Mm -hmm. But I think the mere fact that people think that they don't have an ego is ego within itself. We all have it. We just got to keep it in check. And so I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back. I'm going to start doing hair again. These girls doing these lace frontals and these wigs. They're making money. I can make me some money. And I'm going to just pretend if somebody see me, because you don't want nobody to feel like you went back to what you used to do. I'm going to be like, okay, I'm putting my daughter on. At the time, she's like 16. I put her on if they see me or whatever the case may be. And I was wise enough after going into prayer to say, God, if that's not your will for my life, I need you to show me what is. And I got another call from the same girl who told me about the goal. My girl, Jewel, she was like, girl, this Forex thing, girl. And I was like, oh, yeah, I ain't that shit, girl. You got the wrong one for that. Mm-mm. For who? For what? No, that's not me. <laughs> it was a definite no. But then Holy Spirit really convicted me. He said, didn't you just ask me for something? Because my prayer was, this is my plan. But if this is not in your will, I need you to show me what is. God was throwing us in the future five years ago. 
Five years ago, it wasn't popular. No Bitcoin ATM machine. No Nas talking about it in his song. No Elon Musk. Like, it's so much social proof. Yeah. No pun intended, right? It's so much social proof, right? (laughs) It's so much social proof now. It's a, for for me, it's a no-brainer. But five years ago, that wasn't the case. And so when when I got that little inkling in my spirit, she wasn't even in yet. I said, get in and send me the link quickly. Because the numbers were attractive. I just didn't understand it. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, nothing in my mind could connect to what she was talking about. So I could not lean on my own understanding when God was preparing to throw me in the future. Yeah. So let's throw that out of the window and let me just move so I don't miss out. Wow. And that's how we made it to Bitcoin. So, all right, so this, when was when was the Bitcoin entrance? 2016. 2016. Oh, mm-hmm. so for 2016, you've mm-hmm. been like, Trading, mm-hmm. introducing other people to the, yes. the platform as well. Yes. So tell me about. So did you get Bitcoin back? To, how much was Bitcoin? So when I got it first, it was 2019. So I was introduced to it, was working to understand it, and I think sometimes you can have access. So for you, three years, you're in it. I'm in it, but I'm more on the forex side. I'm more on trading gotcha. side. Gotcha. And then I hosted an event for women in Orlando, and we got this guy to come out and he told us buy Bitcoin now. Now this was not far because this is 2019 that I started getting it. Keep in mind, 2018, it had that 20,000 spike and it pulled back. So a lot of people was like, oh, you know, Mm. it crashed, you know. So he's like, listen, this is when you buy. It's $3,500 a coin. And I just started saving it like I saved in gold. So every single week, I just took a couple hundred dollars Mm. and I just automatically saved it in Coinbase, automatically Mm. saved it and it just was accumulating. I wasn't even looking at it every week. It just was coming out of my check account. Goodness gracious. $3,500 a coin. So this pad in August, when, uh, in 2020, when it mm-hmm. dropped, did you load up again? So 2020, it, at, for me, it wasn't still a drop. 2020 was still very nice because I, started, I got in at 2019 at $3,500 a coin. I think it did come back down again. Right. But remember, I never stopped saving it. When it went up, I was still saving. And when it came down, I was still saving you know because what? it was all automatic. You know what that's called? Price, cost, Action. averaging. Mm-hmm. I learned that earlier mm-hmm. today. So you just keep putting it in. Oh, yeah. You still invest? Just keep putting? Of course. Ethereum? Of course. You got a lot of... Oh, Ethereum? my gosh. Ethereum is so sexy. It's ridiculous right now. Are you kidding I went me? Cra- yeah, I, I, I went in on some eth- yeah. Ethereum as well. Yeah, I think I got Ethereum when it was like $200. And what I told people Oh, my then, gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What I told people was... It's when 2000 I, now. 2000, oh, yeah. 23, yes, yes. Yeah. 30, like 32. 33. Yeah, 30, yep. 32, 33. So I told them, when I would tell them about... Bit, at the time, I never forget... I Let was me on, ask you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, go on. Have you ever sold the Ethereum? No. It, okay. Well, you got it at $2,200. Yeah. How aggressively did you buy? I never bought aggressively. I just bought consistently. Oh, you're talking spicy now. You didn't buy aggressively. Never did. There was times where I promise you, I feel, I always feel like I don't have enough. Still now. I'm like, I don't have enough. It's every time it goes up, I'm like, oh my God, I don't <laughs> have enough. But I had to control that because I'm, I'm diversified a bit now in my portfolio. There's some projects that I really like. Um, like OMI is a real one right now that people need to be looking at. What's it's it under a penny. OMI. OMI. Is it on Coinbase? No. What it's you, a what process you buy to on? get. Let me see. I can't remember where I got that from. Um, OMI... Let me find out where we get on me from. I cannot remember. Oh my God, I forgot about these shits. Jesus. Every day? I mean, uh, like, hold on. So 
What, what do you what do you buy? What platforms do you buy on? I buy on Coinbase, but now it's it's another level to it. Where do we get on the one? I'm second? trying to go to the, the another it. level. Look at everybody writing, taking notes on their phone, waiting. Like, okay, well, where, where do we buy this Omi? Yeah, Omi is a process though, and see, that's why the platform that I have is such a big deal because I would not have known this. Mm. Like, there's no way that I would have known where to where to get this stuff at. So, um, I'm, you're gonna text me right back. So, Omi. Um, it's under a penny right now. You got to get Ethereum to get... I mean, I'm telling you, most people going to tap out. They're like, I'm out. Forget it. I'm not doing it. Right. And that's what they want. There's other communities that don't expect for us to go through the process, but this is the only time in history that the playing field has been even. The wealth gap is now shrinking for those of us who are in this space. Mm-hmm. This is the largest wealth transfer of our time right before our eyes. And most people are looking to understand this world. This is not about your understanding. Most people are not going to understand this because they're thinking too small. They want this to make sense. You're going to make dollars in Bitcoin before it ever makes sense to you. Mm. So it's like 1998, 1999, and we're talking about the internet. My parents thought the world was going in. Mm. 2020. You see what I'm saying? Over. It, 2000, yeah, what, the yeah, year two, 2000. Yeah, listen, party like it's 1999. Uh, they thought the world was going to end. Because they couldn't think that big. And now we can't imagine a world without the internet. So the reason that most people are not involved in crypto, like Bitcoin, in real projects, I don't have nothing against the Dogecoin. I'm just saying real projects. I'm just, it got to have a real meaning for me. I get that there's some things that are starting to brew up, but as a real investor, like I don't, for number one, it's an infinite amount. That's a problem. Okay, I like Bitcoin. I like Ethereum 2.0 that's coming out where there's going to limit the amount. There's only 21 million Bitcoin that's going to ever be made. That's what you want to get into projects that either have a nice, you know, movement that's backing it, that's going to have a good utilization or something that has a limited amount like Bitcoin, which is why Ethereum is making the move it's making, which is why it's a really good time to get involved. I get that it's the highest it's ever been, but it's not the highest that it's going to ever be. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to go out and feel like I got to buy five coins now. But if you start to save consistently, maybe by the end of the year, you'll have five coins. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So is there any like sleepers that you're, 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 you're looking into other than Omi? Anything I can buy on Coinbase right now that I need to Coinbase. Buy? Not necessarily. So here's the thing. I'm a rookie. Okay. You right. Say, I got you. you. Say, oh, no, no. Coinbase is cool. No, no, no. Coinbase, Coinbase is good. Coinbase okay. is good. But some of the things that you get in on really, really early are not on Coinbase yet, if they ever be on Coinbase. And that's where the opportunity is. That's where a lot of opportunity is. Like, super big. <laughs> what platforms do you like best? I, I think, other than I think, I think, I think Exodus is good. Mm-hmm. Exodus is a good platform. Some people like crypto.com as well. I have a lot of members that's on uh, crypto.com. I think when it comes down to protecting it, though, you definitely need a nano, Ledger, okay. X, preferably, to secure it, to get it off the internet, especially because the government is looking for ways to come in and capitalize. So they're going to find a way eventually. You know, they're going to get their share some kind of way, right? Um, so you definitely want to pull it off of the internet and stay away from stuff that sounds crazy like Robin Hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what we're talking about. And I'm excited that... Like Robin, what do you mean? Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, I mean, maybe you got some stocks on Robin Hood, I guess, but that's not... Okay, how about this? Let me say it like this. If I didn't know anything about this world and I was doing it on Robin Hood, good job, because you're investing. Right. But when you educate yourself... No, you don't do that. You see what I'm saying? Because what's wrong with Robin? Well, well, let's just say, well, well, let's just say, let's just say, for example, Bitcoin. You're gonna have a derivative of the currency. You don't have ownership of it. I own my coins. I own my keys. My private keys. I own this. I am a bank. 
Gotcha. So I don't have I don't have crypto on Robinhood. I have stocks okay. on Robinhood. I'm not a fan of Robinhood. At all. Yeah, no. Why not? I don't get it. I know too much. You see what I'm saying? I know too much. So then, okay. no. So okay. the bare minimum, and I'm heavy crypto. I got some GBTC, which is the stock of Bitcoin, but I'm okay. clear that I have the stock of Bitcoin, which is a derivative of Bitcoin, not the ownership of Bitcoin mm-hmm. on E-Trade. Gotcha, but but gotcha. I don't care what happens with that. Like, I don't put, I don't, my wealth is not connected to that. My stuff is really secured on ledgers. Mm, secured on ledgers, what do you mean? Ledgers. So you want to get it off the internet. I got my own private keys. I'm a bank. Your bank. Okay, you is, gotta explain it. Okay. I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. So, so off the internet, the whole world's on the internet. Yeah, my ledger's not. Okay, explain it. Explain so, for it. example, what 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 a lot of people don't realize about this world of cryptocurrency and about the world that we're going into, this digital world that we're going into. We know criminals. We know thieves. We know robbers. We know murderers. We know what, what criminals look like in the real world. But do you know what cyber criminals look like? So we're going into a world of where you have to have a lot of cyber protection off stuff. So you want to, even my emails, I have a Proton email because your email address, somebody could walk past you and swipe your stuff. Digitally, there's a lot of technology that's going to come out to get people who don't know any better. Mm. So a ledger puts up this protective wall to secure all of my currency. I got way too much to be just having it sit in Coinbase. I'll transact in Coinbase. It's cool, but I'm not going to sit it there. And I know whatever's in Coinbase that the government know about, too. I'm clear. Can you explain what a ledger is and how to set it up, though? Well. I mean, like, is it an app? No, it's a a physical device. It's a, fi- a ledger is a physical device. It's a physical device. device. It has a software component that's connected to it gotcha. for you to, to move and transact everything. But it's a physical device that... So you ever saw those movies in the future and they, they wanted these keys and these codes and all of this yeah. stuff is in front of our face. We just don't know it yet. Like any futuristic movie is talking about the times that we're really going into. So they're looking for, it looks like a hard drive, a little mm. device. Where is it? Where is it? Where is yes, it? Yes, they, yes, they, yes, they yes. They're taking over the whole world for it. So that's what a ledger kind of looks like. It's this little device. You put these codes and you got this series of words that's unique to you. 12 words, 24 words in this I've case. I've had some stuff like in, in certain wallets or whatever. Yeah. And they tell you don't take a picture, but of course. Don't don't screenshot it right used to it anyway. <laughs> don't email it to yourself. Of course I'm going to email it to myself. That's how you know. Right, but they're telling you that for a reason because... Yeah. For real, the hacking that, that we're probably going to come into is a whole nother level of situation. Like, we're probably seeing it now with social media. Your page ain't cloned yet? Like, a bunch a of pages? Times. A million every times, right? Day. So every day I got somebody, oh, my gosh, China, they got your stuff. You every know, day. somebody's asking me to send in my Bitcoin wallet. Is this really you? I'm like, no, baby, I'm not going to DM you, baby. I don't right. have And I'm not going to ask you to send me any money. Right, right, for sure. But it's happening so much now. And, and even yours is probably happening in the world of crypto. You probably don't have nothing to do with that. But what are they getting? So what I'm saying is you got to protect yourself and take it off the grid for that mm. with ledgers that protect it. Got it. And that's okay. what we teach you. Like, we okay. provide all of that information. Because in one conversation, you don't leave here feeling like you got everything. And right. that's okay. But you do leave this conversation saying, I need to give me some Bitcoin. I need some Ethereum. I need to find out about those alternative coins she's talking about, this DeFi. What's going on with NFTs? Like, what is this world? I need the education. And that's what Rich University provides. Education so that you can learn what's necessary gotcha. and the moves that you need all to right, make. So tell me about Rich University. 
So God gave me the vision for Rich University seven years ago. It's a fintech startup where we provide financial literacy and education specifically to women of color and minorities. Mm. My goal is to normalize so the wealth. join? Minority. Oh, specifically for... Women of color and minorities. So it's almost like secret is, is strong enough for a man, but it's made... <laughs> You know, it's like it's made for a woman. It's strong enough for a man, though. Well, because... It's actually made for a woman. This world has been so dominated by our Caucasian brothers, men. Heavily dominated by men. And we're changing that. We started something called Queen of Crypt- Queens of Cryptocurrency that we host every week on Clubhouse. It's amazing where me and three of my sisters come together and we just educate and just give and pour. So we want to normalize the wealth conversation in our community, make it sexy to actually start to invest and not spend. So I'm on tour right now, for example, Bitcoin over Birkin. Everything mm. that I do is going to be geared toward That's our it. community. Yeah. Bitcoin over Birkin. I had some girls that got some money. They were ready, ready to go spend it on a Birkin bag. I'm like, sis, you ain't got none of your foundation set up, baby. <laughs> like, we're going to have to get it together. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against the Birkin bags, but you need to be really, really up when you're talking about dropping 35000 on a bag. Gotcha, Let's gotcha. get you some Bitcoin. And at the time that I thought about doing it, Bitcoin and Birkin was the same price. And I'm like, which one you want to do? Like, for real. Let's just think about this. Bitcoin is projected to be 300000 by the end of this year, 2021. Citibank analysts, go pull it up. Bloomberg say 400000 Right now, it's sitting at 58000 You don't need a whole Bitcoin to get involved. So $5, $10, $20 a week. Cash app, if you start there, I'm not saying... I, I don't like to minimize a person's start, but that's not the game. That's not the play. If you see it there and it makes you do it, great. But if you're serious about it, you really need to be in a community that's going to provide the education so that you can stay protected. I don't mm. want to fight for my money. They got to fight sometime to get their money out of cash app. We're not doing that. It's mine. Give me my money. They're saying they go to 400000 400000 by the December 2021. What are they projecting for Ethereum? I don't know, yeah. but I think that when the 2.0 comes out, I think it's coming out in June or July, I think that we're going to see, it's already spiking, but I think it has a lot to do with the NFTs as well and what's going on with the blockchain. We haven't seen, blockchain is a whole nother conversation. Mm. Like, listen, when you think about Bitcoin and crypto, just think about the internet in a way that's huge, just bigger than everything that you could ever, ever mm. imagine. Yeah. Dang, this is like, okay, so at Rich University, you're, uh, what, what did they get? Is there like a program, a course? Yeah, so it's several courses. It's community. Um, it's collaborations with me and other people that I bring in. So it's a monthly subscription. Very affordable. It's ridiculously affordable, insulting. But it's it's the is it? $37 a month. No, right. But my goal was to provide something at viewpoint for the masses of people to get the mindset necessary. None of my apps are in there. I have tools, apps, multi-million dollar banking software. That's not in there. But this is going to get you in the beginning of it. I also have an ebook called Bitcoin Baby that breaks down the several, seven, seven simple steps for a brand new investor to invest into cryptocurrency. So inside of the community, I have courses. We obviously have community. We love to travel and do events together. And it's just really helping them to have an, an investor and entrepreneur mindset. So a lot of people are what I call transitionalpreneurs where they're transitioning from a nine to five and I'm helping them to start their business and showing them how to use OPM, other people's money to do that. Solid, and grow their money. Solid, solid. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, very informative. And I think um, we need more conversations mm-hmm. around this. We do. Because it's going to go up to 100000 and I'm still not going to handle Bitcoin because I think you don't it's have too any? high. I got a little bit. Why don't you just save every week? Just do $50 a week. You'll be happy. I have some. 
Just to feel that don't feel like you have to. I think the biggest reason that people don't do it outside of them not understanding it mm. is that they feel like they have to have more than what they have. I know I, I want to have you on Ethereum because it just. I think it's smart to do Ethereum, but no matter what, Bitcoin still get you some Bitcoin. Gotcha. Y'all gonna get some Bitcoin today? Yeah. Today. Today. I mean, even if you just grab, I'm happy when they just get it from Cash App in the beginning. I think that's just the beginning. Well, I got, see, again, it's, first off, I'm not going to keep telling people my platform because I don't want cyber hackers to get me. Yeah. uh, Let me see. uh, I don't know how much Bitcoin I got. Let me see. I think I got a couple dollars. I got a couple, I got a few dollars in that joint. Yeah, you see it growing. How it ain't going to grow like that in the bank? Oh, yeah. You know what? So, Justin Owens, I told him, um, we were at the, we was at this event, and I was like, "Man, just take me shopping, bro." Just I just gave him my phone. I was like, "Yo, we're gonna put some money in there and just buy some stuff." And mm-hmm. he bought some stuff, and it's up. That's yeah. amazing. Exactly, yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So, uh, I'm for one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think your story is just so impactful that no matter what you're going through, you can get on the other side, and yeah. you're truly building generational wealth. Not yeah. only yourself, but you are teaching and training and mentoring the culture. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. So I need you to think of something real deep and cool to close this out with because I'm going to give a quick commercial. Sure. Okay? And then we're going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So the uh, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, themorningmeetup.com. And I'm actually, I'll just tell you about it, China. So yeah. themorningmeetup.com, it's a... Um, it's a group of people, literally over 300 of us gather every single day. Well, it's, it's creeping up to 400. Nice. But every single morning we get together, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we're discussing different concepts around entrepreneurship. So I have a topic for the month, and then each day of the week supports the topic for the month. So this whole month might be on mindset. Mm. Every conversation throughout the week, I'm going to be teaching something on mindset, or I'll be bringing in high-level experts you know, my super successful friends. Will you be on the call one day? Of course. Okay, cool. So, like, we'll have, like, really all the guests from Social Proof, they just come on to the call yeah. and teach the, yeah. uh, teach the people in the community. So, it's literally people from all over the country. Yeah. And you can start out for just a dollar, okay? Nice. $79 a month uh, for this 20-something calls a, a, a month. But it's literally like a, uh, like a conference every week. But um, it's a dollar. Try it out. If you like it, stay. If you don't, you can leave no obligation. But go to themorningmeetup.com and check us out, okay? And um, we got the Patreon. Actually, oh, so we're going to wrap this up. But in about 10 minutes, I mean, for about 10 minutes, we're going to have some behind-the-scenes conversation. Sure. For the Patreon, okay? I want you to tell people what you're investing in right now. I'm going to get into I'm digging into your portfolio, okay? All right, cool. Um, So, yes, go to themorningmeetup.com or sign up for our Patreon. China, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank I got a question for, for you. Me. Where do you think you're going to be in the next five years? Because I want to be able to watch this in five years and say, yo, I tried to talk about this five years ago. Yeah. Like, look, she's here. So Financially or just like what I'm doing Give with life? Whatever comes to mind. Give me both. Yeah, financially, um, I believe the world is totally different. And I believe that now everybody recognizes what we were doing and what we were saying, and it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And time has caught up. And we are so wealthy that we can't even fathom 
And I say we because it's never been just about me. I could sit home and make as much money as I want, but it's a community, it's a tribe of us that is up. So now we're we're buying as much land as we want. We're, you know, getting islands and things like that and really making impact and impacting the culture differently. Ultimately, I want to make a global impact on our community for people that look like me so young Black girls don't feel like all they have to offer is being sexual online mm. and promiscuous online to compete with what they believe is value. Mm-hmm. And so more than anything, I want to I want to really impact that young woman, the next generation to believe in herself for the value that she really does have and uh, be rich while doing it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. Oh, and your, your programs and courses, we'll put a link below. Yeah. Can my friends have a discount? Absolutely. So just use social proof and we will give a discount for... All is. of the community. I don't know what the discount's going to be, but just type in social proof and yeah. you'll get a discount. So again, China, thank you so much for coming Absolutely. on the show. Um, let everybody know how to find you and just close us out with a word of wisdom because there's a young lady out there who feels like all hope is lost. And yeah. maybe they went through, they're going through what you went through, but they're saying, yo, I'm not as strong. I'm not as powerful. I don't have a husband. I ain't got kids to live for. Like, I'm... Everything, every, you know, like when you're going through it, the, the whole world is on your shoulders and it's just different, right? Yeah. So um, let everybody know how to find you and then close out with a word of wisdom to that young lady that's watching. Absolutely. So you can find me on all social media platforms at China Bethley and at ChinaBethley.com. You can also go to buy Bitcoin Baby and make sure you download my single Bitcoin Mommy is streaming <laughs> everywhere. And to that young girl, that woman or whoever you are out there that's listening and you watch this, you were empowered, you were inspired, but you're looking at your life and you just can't see past the fog. You can't see past where you are right now. I just want you to close your eyes and I want you to dream again. I want you to remember when you were a little girl, the dreams that you had, the situation that you're in right now. Don't worry about that. All of that could literally change with the access that you have to people and continuously being poured into. So get around people, get into a community of people that's going to speak life into you and start with yourself. Start to speak life into yourself every single morning when you get up, regardless of how you feel. I want you to write down some affirmations and I want you to begin to speak life into you, even when nobody else is there to speak life into you and watch things begin to shift in your life. Watch you have a paradigm shift. You open yourself up to start attracting things into your life. That's going to make a tremendous difference. You're just getting started and God, would not have allowed you to go through that if he did not create you strong enough to get on the other side of it. I'm looking forward to hearing your story one day right here on Social Proof. There it is. Listen, you can't close it out no better than that. Do me a favor, man. Um, Go get you some Social Proof, okay? Go build something. Go build something. Remember how you built it. Document the journey um, because I want you to come back to your community and teach your community how you built that such amazing thing, okay? So we are out of here. Make sure you go follow China. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.